going to spend about uh, close to half an hour, maybe a few minutes up and down. And uh, I'm going to visit with you about uh, uh, two topics. Uh, they're all could be under the same larger topic anyway. And the uh, it's the Canva and 2,4-D, some of the effects of those two uh, actives on uh, sensitive soybeans, uh, which will be uh, the second part. Uh, but the first part, I'm actually going to compare the Canva and 2,4-D and glyphosate and how do they compare. So anyway, those are the three uh, uh, probably uh, most commonly used uh, herbicides. Uh, and uh, so let's get the... Uh, Let's get the ball rolling. I guess before we go into some of the nuts and bolts of this, uh, just gonna give you a little quick history. Uh, it was about a time when I just became a young uh, weed scientist in Nebraska. In Nebraska, I guess I'm still young, only at heart, you know, but the uh, uh, beginning to get quite a few gray hairs, I guess, but they, uh, uh, when I started in Nebraska, 97 or 98, that was the time when they started talking about developing around the pretty crops and then cotton came on board, I believe in 98 and around 2000, the soybean uh, uh, came on board. And uh, we've been using around the pretty beans for 20 or so years. Uh, the technology worked real well in the first uh, 10 or so years. And then after that, we started to see all kinds of problems. And because of overuse of uh, glyphosate and reliance on glyphosate way too much, um, you know, we started seeing uh, glyphosate resistant weeds. Right now, I think around US, we've got about 16 or 17 species worldwide, is like 36 or 38 or. I even stop uh, stop counting. Uh, what's the point anyway? So, and then uh, because of those uh, resistance issues, uh, you know, they started looking at other traits, and then the Canva came on board a few years ago. Uh, the Extend Beans, uh, which is uh, tolerant to glyphosate in the Canva, and now close to about seventy or so percent of beans in U.S. are the Canva beans. At least that's what I've seen. And some of the uh, statistics that um, that I found on USDA uh, website, and then this year they're ex extending that uh, technology to another active, which is a glyphosate of Liberty, and that's the Extend Flex technology, and that will be available this year, as, uh, at least based on uh, information that I have and all the advertisements you see on TV, radio, etc. Anyway, and then uh, uh, in 2019, uh, the Enlist technology came, which is a triple stack of glyphosate, glyphosate, and 2,4-D. And there's some percent of acres were planted in uh, 2020. And this year, it'll be interesting to see um, you know, how much adoption we're going to have uh, uh, between the two, the extended flax and, and list, uh, and list uh, technologies. So. Anyway, uh, the next couple of slides, uh, I'm going to try to compare these three actives. Uh, some of this will be an overview of uh, uh, well-known information for some of you. For some of you, this will be uh, uh, maybe a, a pretty good overview and a reminder of some of these uh, uh, nuts and bolts. We've got to watch when we use these three, um, three actives. And since we've been using glyphosate for 
20 some years at least with the around uh, the pretty crops and prior to that another 20 or so years because that product that active has been around for a long time and actually the Canva and 24D they've been around for a long time so anyway uh, going back to glyphosate a lot of people that have been uh, uh, used to uh, the way they use glyphosate uh, there are some of those that thought that they can um, do the same thing or use it the same way with the Canva and 24D. So they learn some uh, uh, some lessons uh, hard way. So anyway, uh, going back to uh, line by line on this slide, um, you know, in terms of products, what's out there uh, uh, based on the Canva, at least uh, for the uh, the Canva tolerant crops. Uh, now we have uh, three products that got. Uh, uh, approval from EPA and those that extend the max tavium and angina and I'll touch up on those later on. Fexapan is not in that picture. And then uh, as far as glyphosate, we do have a lot of generic products out there and a bunch of brand names as well. And if you open up the weed guide, they'll probably find a 60 plus different uh, uh, products out there. And then 24D, we have Enlist 1 and Enlist Duo. In terms of uh, mode of action and how do these products, uh, how do these actives uh, work in the plants, how they kill the plants. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, the Canva and 24D are hormonal chemistries. Uh, they work in a similar, but different ways. Anyway, hormones are actually, uh, hormones are actually uh, very active uh, growth uh, enhancer or growth regulators. Uh, and um, so they enhance the growth of the tissue. And by looking at the basic plant physiology, the youngest part of plants, uh, the youngest tissue is the one that uh, requires the most food. So these hormones, and they, uh, when they get uh, absorbed uh, inside the plant, they're systemic, they get translocated throughout the system. And they uh, have tendency to rush straight into uh, into uh, so-called the bloodstream of the plants, uh, which actually supports the growth of the younger youngest tissue, which is on the tips of the plants. And the uh, and then when the hormones gets inside the young tissue, uh, they boost the growth of that tissue. But the older tissue that's around it, it's not. Uh, it's not uh, keeping up with the young tissue. And then you have this internal struggle in the plant. And I'm trying to use a very simple analogy here to, uh, to explain how these things work. And then uh, this internal issue is that the plant starts curling and twisting. And then um, with the, the camba, you start seeing first symptoms on the edges of the leaf tissues. Uh, and this is what we call cupping. And I will talk about that later on. As opposed to 2,4-D, you don't get much cupping with 2,4-D injuries. You have uh, what I call the bubbling of the leaves. Uh, and, and I will touch up on that later on. Um, in this part of the talk. As far as the glyphosate, um, it inhibits the shikimic acid pathway, which is important for amino acid production. Amino acids are part of the, uh, uh, the food chain uh, uh, for nutrients production. And then uh, the youngest tissue on plants are on the tips of the leaves, tips or tips of the, the top of the plant or the tips of the branches. 
And then uh, if you shut down the amino acids production, there is no food. So therefore there's starvation occurring within the plant and this young tissue gets starved and then it turns yellow. And that's the typical symptoms that you see uh, with the glyphosate use. Um, the weeds will start turning yellowish on the uh, top of the branches, the top of the stem uh, so, and uh, where that younger tissue is. So anyway, as far as the selectivity, um, dicamba and 2,4-D are pretty much a broadleaf killers. They don't affect grass as much. Uh, they've been used in cereal type crops for 40 years or so. And as opposed to glyphosate, it's both uh, broadleaf and grass killer. And actually glyphosate is a very good grass, uh, very good grass, uh, grass killer. So anyway, in terms of injuries and the symptoms um, of the three, probably the camba is the one that you'll see the symptoms of injuries relatively quickly. In some cases would be even within eight hours, you'll see a little bit of copic on the leaf, leaf tissue, uh, but within two to three days, you should be able to see some symptoms uh, out there. For glyphosate, uh, might be uh, four or five days. Uh, the, the key uh, issue with glyphosate and the activity uh, is the uh, outside temperature if it's cool. And for me living in Northeast Nebraska for 20 and some years before they relocated my program to Lincoln and I moved myself and my program, my family uh, further south. Um, I do remember um, you know, days in springtime when people try to burn down a bunch of weeds with glyphosate. And if you get a cold spill coming in, the glyphosate is not gonna work, you know? So anyway, otherwise, if you're using glyphosate with the uh, uh, warmer temperatures, you'll see symptoms within the four or five days. Um, the uh, two for D, I'll take uh, probably the longest of the three to see, uh, to see the symptoms. And uh, low temperature, I guess I kind of already covered that with glyphosate and the, uh, the camba and 2,4-D are usually not, uh, not nearly as affected uh, as, um, as glyphosate. Uh, volatility, uh, that's a big V, uh, big V word um, that some people don't want to talk about. And uh, with the camba, uh, we do obviously have the highest um, uh, level of potential of volatility. And that brings us into off-target movement. Again, uh, this is most, uh, mostly talking from the volatility standpoint is the, highest, is the highest of the three. Okay, ammonium sulfate. Ammonium sulfates is something what some people learned um, in a hurry that they're not supposed to use the camba. And that's kind of a counterintuitive for our geography because we are used to use ammonium sulfate because we have harder water. Um, so it's used um, as a water conditioner. Basically what it does is uh, uh, tie some of the uh, uh, calcium particles. Otherwise those calcium particles will tie with glyphosate molecules and reduce the activity of glyphosate. Uh, but apparently uh, with the camba, we cannot use ammonium sulfate. So that's a big no-no uh, because ammonium sulfate makes that the camba more acidic and which makes it prone to more uh, volatility. Uh, rain fast, uh, Roundup, probably within an hour, uh, we'll get in the plants. Um, the camba, a few hours and uh, 2,4-D. I've seen in the literature anywhere from one hour to 24 hours, and that's primarily depends on the outside temperature, especially uh, and as well the humi humidity. 
So if the plants are under stress or so, uh, and the stomates are shut down, the 2,4-D will have uh, probably the hardest time to get in uh, in comparison to the other, other two. In terms of sensitive crops, uh, the camba and 2,4-D, you know, being uh, broadleaf, uh, killers in grassy type crops, they will impact pretty much any of the broadleaf uh, species out there, regardless whether it's a crop or, or a weed, uh, as long as it's a broadleaf. And that will, um, you know, include a lot of our uh, uh, known uh, decamba or known enlist, uh, known 2,4-D soybeans and a bunch of obviously horticultural, horticultural crops or so. Uh, weed resistance of the uh, 16 species, like I said earlier, we have for glyphosate, uh, the Camba and 2,4-D are relatively uh, young technologies, only a few years out on the market, but we already have the Camba resistant weeds. Um, the closest ones to um, our geography will be uh, Palmer, pretty much all over the state is beginning to, sh uh, to show some uh, small pockets here and there. And then, uh, and then uh, Kosia out in the western part of Nebraska. And then with 2,4-D, uh, we also uh, have some, uh, some uh, uh, resistant uh, water hemp and polymer uh, showing, up, uh, showing up. So anyway, uh, weed height, uh, that's the one that's actually very important. And the first couple of years, people learned the lesson hard ways. Um, you know, they've been using glyphosate. Uh, we've been using glyphosate for, you know, 20 plus years. And as long as the weed is not glyphosate resistant, the weed height is not that critical. And I'm not talking about weed being two inches versus, um, you know, six feet or so. But whether is it two inches or, or whether is it 24 inches, it didn't really matter for glyphosate. The glyphosate will kill it as long as it's not glyphosate resistant. However, that's not the case with the Camba and 2,4-D. So the weed height is extremely important. And I'll walk you through some bunch of slides on that, uh, that topic uh, in a bit here. So also rates. Uh, with glyphosate, um, there's a lot of people out there that use much higher than the label rate because of some of the resistance issues. And uh, with the Camba and 2,4-D, uh, the rate is very critical as you try to increase the rate. Uh, then you start uh, running into problems with the uh, volatility, especially with, uh, with the camba. And then spray calibration, uh, it's always important, uh, but with the camba and 2,4-D is critical. By the camba, it's required by, uh, by law with the training and understanding the label and uh, paying attention to nozzle selection, et cetera. So anyway, let's keep... Uh, Let's keep moving. Um, uh, let me compare these three products uh, uh, for um, uh, their activity on different weed species uh, throughout the season. So if we start with the fall burndown treatments, here is the list of uh, mostly uh, winter annual species that we have here on the left. And the numbers that you see there are actually efficacy uh, ratings uh, from our uh, weed guide. Um, and the, as you can see, um, there is not that much difference between the three actives, um, you know, when we um, uh, attempt to uh, uh, control some of those uh, weed species in the fall burndown. And the reason for that is that those fall emerging weeds are relatively small, and so they may develop, 
you know, three, four, five leaves, a little rosettes out there, and uh, pretty much all three products will get the job, will uh, get the job, uh, job done. So, however, uh, this picture changes uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit as we get into uh, spring and summer seasons, or early summer seasons. And then, if we look at the uh, spring burn down treatments on a bunch of these different species. Uh, then you start see, uh, starting to see some separation. And uh, I'm not going to dwell much on any of these numbers, uh, any of these numbers. And I uh, just want to, uh, you know, point out that, uh, you know, they do, uh, they do start to differ uh, in the way they control some of these uh, different species. So anyway, and then the uh, pictures actually becomes uh, even more complicated. Actually, there's just a slide here showing some of the burn down uh, plots. Um, some weeds that were smaller here were controlled. Some airstale, the giant rag in the middle of the slide. Of the slide, you can see how they survived because they were uh, probably uh, uh, more than uh, six inches where we uh, we applied uh, the products. So, but this actually becomes even uh, more important that weed height becomes even more important as we start getting into the season. And um, uh, basically um, what you can see on this slide is uh, ratings uh, on a bunch of different species. So for example, Marystale, uh, whether is it, uh, if it's not the glyphosate resistance, we gave a rating of eight for glyphosate. If it's glyphosate resistance, we gave it six, but probably that more realistically should be four. And then you can see the combine 2,4-D, we gave a six, as long as that weed is about three to six inch tall. If Maristale more than six inches tall, those sixes can become easily fours. So again, that's the importance of that uh, the weed height. And the same applies you know, for Palmer and Waterham that they're glyphosate resistance. Uh, the combine 2,4-D will get those if they are about three to four inch tall. But if they're more than six inches tall, they're going to have hard time controlling it. And that's what we see in some of these uh, slides here. This is from uh, our uh, research plots over the last couple of years where we actually purposely sprayed some of these uh, weeds when they were a little bit taller. And uh, so you can see this Maristel Velvet Leaf and Water Hemp, uh, they got curled and twisted. There was a little bit of facts there, obviously. And uh, more you see on this slide where there's cupping when there's cupping and then uh, and then we even pulled out some of these plants, look at the rootstocks and actually those plants survived, uh, those plants survived. And then there's some water hemp here where you can see the main stem is kind of curled and twisted. You see how these uh, petioles, the leaves got wrapped around the stem or so. But when you look down at the branch, uh, this branch will really gonna take over, produce a new plant and produce new seeds. Uh, this is the cambatholler and soybeans that had uh, glyphosate resistant water hemp in there. So the guy went in um, and sprayed uh, this uh, with the camba. Uh, however, the one thing that uh, he uh, made a mistake is that he was waiting too long uh, for the water hemp to get too big. And the um, uh, the camba obviously uh, did a little bit of damage on these plants, as you can see uh, here, uh, how the, some of the leaves are a little curled and twisted, or maybe a little bit more curled and twisted, but obviously that was not enough to kill the plant. 
And uh, that's the uh, big no-no. Uh, and this is what I'm talking about, importance of that wheat height when it comes down to the Canva and 2,4-D use. Uh, because if these plants uh, survive your treatments, they're going to produce, um, they're going to produce uh, some seeds and that seeds may start to develop or, um, you know, with uh, resistance issues. And then if you keep doing this, let's say this mother plant uh, you're seeing here in the slide may produce, um, I don't know, a few hundred thousand seeds easily, 100,000 seeds. And then if you next year uh, do the same thing with those, uh, with those plants or the plants that came from those seeds, that will be a second year of no kill. And that's how the resistance is gonna, it's gonna start occurring in those plants. And if that happens for about three to five years of water hemp, uh, it will probably uh, turn into uh, the Camba or 2,4-D resistant, uh, resistant water hemp. So I mentioned earlier uh, some of the symptoms. This is where we still get quite a bit of questions. Um, people are confused. Uh, the ones on the left or um, these ones here are what I call the bubbling of the leaves. You'll just get the bubbles on the, uh, like a blisters on the leaves or so. And then uh, there's uh, very little or no, uh, no cupping. So this is a 2,4-D injury. And this is the Canva where you see the cupping, which usually starts um, as a first uh, first symptom, you get a little bit of that uh, blistering on the leaves or so, but the uh, um, you know cupping is pretty much the uh, the way to uh, distinguish the two. So also EPA approved the uh, 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 over the top uh, uh, three Dacamba products, and then there was no there's no uh, fixapan in this picture. And then this is a five-year approval with a bunch of changes on the label, uh, including a cutoff date uh, for June 30 and the requirements for using volatility reduction agents or buffering agents, and then also uh, use of uh, different uh, 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 length uh, or the size of the buffer. If you have some specialty crop, you got to be at least 310 feet. And then uh, all the way down, if you're using a hooded sprayer, there might be a hundred foot uh, should be okay. At least that's what the label is saying. All right, so that would have been uh, the uh, the first talk. Um, so uh, just kind of to recap, uh, no ammonium sulfate with the Canva products. Uh, applicator training is, uh, is required. The Canva and 2,4-D are effective on a bunch of broadleaf weeds, but only if they are up to about a three or six inch Tall. Once they get taller, good luck trying to kill them. Uh, bubble leaves uh, or 2,4-D and a cup leaves with the Canva and these three Dacamba products uh, did get an approval for next uh, next five years.